0: This is Joe Basso with Music Radar, the place for music makers, and I'm speaking with Dan Auerbach of The Black Keys. Dan, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Well, Dan, you have a new solo album out. It's called Keep It Hid. First off, what was it like recording without your partner in crime, Pat Carney? It's definitely different, you know, uh, Pat and I have have been recording
1: for a long time, and uh, it's always really easy to get into the studio with them and just make music, you know, not think about it. Sure. Um, but uh, since I had a studio built, a studio of my own, it's, it's been really nice to go in whenever I want and just record things, you know. So uh, whenever I get inspired to do something, I can, I can go work on it, which is nice. And, and a byproduct of that is definitely this album.
0: And this studio is in uh, Akron, Ohio, we should add. And, and the great thing about having the studio is you don't have to pay anybody, I guess. Well... No, unless you want people to play in your record. You definitely got to pay. <laughs> exactly. Um, Can't be a shyster. Before we get back into the uh, the solo album, the two-person concept. Now, there have been a couple two-person groups. Obviously, the White Stripes. There was also a band called Local H from Chicago. Were those your influences when you decided to do a duo? No, no, not at all. We'd never heard of them. Um when we
1: started, it was, it was really just the two of us that we, we didn't really have any, anyone to play with, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd heard of Local H, but I didn't know anything about them. Right. I definitely, I did, definitely didn't know they were a duo. And I think we, we came up around the same time the White Stripes came up. Right. So it just sort of was coincidence, but uh, I was listening to lots of uh, old blues music and uh, really getting into that kind of stripped down two-man band thing, or just, like, two guitars and drums, no bass. So at the time, it just, nothing felt weird, you know, just having drums and guitars was, was fine with me. And, uh, you know, we were just having fun anyway. It wasn't like some sort of concept, you know what I mean? It was just two two kids in a basement playing
0: music. Who were these bands? Who were these records? Who, who were these influences?
1: Well, people like uh, Joe Hill Lewis mm-hmm. and uh, Willie Johnson and Auburn Pat Hare and... Dr. Ross, and Hassel Atkins, people like T-Model Ford, and, uh, you know, those, ki- those kind of people.
0: Now, you grew up in a uh, pretty musical family. Yeah. And one of the people uh, on this solo record uh, is your father.
1: Well, yeah, he's not on the record. He, uh, he wrote one Cole of songs. co-wrote a, song, a song with me, uh, and uh, the song is called Whispered Words. He, did the, uh, he wrote the lyrics, and I, I wrote the, uh,
0: the music. What's it like collaborating with your father on a musical level? Do you guys ha- share a same kind of musical dialogue? Is there any kind of generation gap there?
1: Well, I mean, he definitely has his own way of going about things, and uh, he's not a musician, so there's already this sort of divide there, where he doesn't really know quite how to explain uh, musically what he's thinking about the song. You know, it's 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 more about the lyrics, and which is cool because. I think he writes great lyrics, and I, and I get to take his songs, and it's just like, a, I, it's just like a blank slate, you know. I can use his great lyrics any way that I want, and come up with any melody and any um, musical form, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's really nice. If you're feeling uh, like something you're doing is not not hitting on all cylinders or something, I you, you can pick up one of his songs and it's uh, it's really fun to be able to just kind of start from scratch with really
0: good lyrics. There's some really, really intense, intimate pieces of music on this record. Uh, tracks like I Want Some More, there's a song called uh, When I Left the Room. Are these songs that you feel would not work in the context of the Black Keys? I think that anything would work in the context of the Black Keys. It's not, it's not that I feel... Um, Restrained
1: in the Black Keys, it's just that I like playing music with other people too, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so does Pat. And I think you get inspired when you play with other other people, and you definitely learn things. I I think since I've had a studio, one of the biggest things that that I've learned is that with each band that comes in the studio that I record, I think that I become a better musician, right? You know, and I learn things that I can bring to my own music, and that's what it's all about, really, you know. Uh, musicians sort of uh, feeding off each other and, and that give and take and that that, uh, that circle of um, information, you know?
0: You do play a number of guitars, but I mostly see you with Gibsons. Would you consider yourself primarily a Gibson guy? Nah. The uh, SG that I have is an old Ibanez. It's a 70s Ibanez
1: lawsuit, like a ripoff of a Gibson. Right. <laughs> Everybody thinks it's a Gibson. You know, honestly, I, I've been playing more harmonies than anything lately, and especially on record since I started, I think that I've, I've played more harmony guitars than anything. I really love, I really love some of those
0: uh,
1: l- late 50s, 60s harmony guitars.
0: What do you like about them in particular? They're just
1: great, and they, they play really well. They hold up, uh, for the most part, if it's particular models they really hold up. And uh, they used pickups called DeArmonds, mm-hmm. which were made in yeah. Toledo, Ohio. And they're just really funky and kind of high output, and they just sound
0: good, you know? In the past, your your record, uh, Attack and Release, was produced by Danger Mouse, who's quite an enigmatic fellow to many people. Not a lot of people know much about him. How how would you describe working with him? It was great. It was a really great experience. Uh, he's uh, full of
1: life and energy, and uh, he's got great taste, and... and um, very confident about what he hears, and it's really makes it easy to work with him. You know, he's not pompous at all, and he's just a good musician. So it was, it was really like having another musician in the room to bounce ideas off of. It's, we've never worked with a producer, so I don't really right. know what a producer is. <laughs> but when it was just Pat and I and Brian in the studios, easy. It was really like three musicians. And the studio was really cool. It was a great studio, and all the instruments were there. So it was like kids in a candy shop just coming up with uh, ideas and putting them on tape.
0: What made you decide to go with him? Because come off doing uh, the Grey album. Now, he, had he done the Beck album uh, at, this, at this point?
1: No. No, he hadn't done that yet. That was after our record.
0: Okay. Because I think not a lot of people would, would look at him and go, okay, this is the guy that's going to do like a... a a stripped down blues album you know I guess but I mean I think that he was the right person because he if you get to know him and if you get to know us we
1: we don't we all listen to different things and we all get inspired by different music and I think all of us really loved um, some like late 60's psychedelia and and, um, we all really loved hip hop and uh, I think that uh, it just made it really easy for us to get along in the studio
0: Talk to me about your um, your fingering approach, because you have kind of a kind of an unorthodox approach with your your picking hand.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I just uh, when I started playing guitar, I, I didn't use a pick. I I used uh, I used my fingers, and uh, that was mainly from watching videos of Lightman Hopkins play. Okay, he plays with his thumb and his pointer finger, and uh, he pretty much. He went as far on the guitar as I ever really wanted to go, <laughs> you know? Okay. So I figured if, if that works for him, that's fine with me. I've started using a pick in the last couple of years, but I still use my fingers a lot, too.
0: Were you considered something of an outcast growing up? Because you don't bring up a lot of um, contemporary artists as influences. It seems that you really dug back.
1: Well, I think that I always had my own little world that I could go to Yeah. when I went home. And I could listen to Sun House. And I could listen to all that music that I really liked. But when I was with my friends, you know, I, we would listen to hip-hop and rock and roll and stuff like that. I mean, I really loved that music. I just didn't want to play that music. You know? And I, I think it had a lot to do with my family, too, because when, when we get together with my family and play bluegrass and folk music and blues music, it was a real thing. It wasn't, you know, I want to be this kind of musician. It's sort of, this is what kind of musician I am. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's, it's in my DNA. Cause
0: you, you know what I mean? Yeah, because you, I've read, you know, your father has a pretty extensive old vinyl collection that you went through and really absorbed.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely played records and and played them really loud. And my mom was a piano teacher. I think my mom even showed me my first chords on the guitar. And uh, and then when we'd have family reunions, all my mom's family would play guitar, and mandolin, and upright bass and banjo and harmonica and they'd sing harmonies and uh you know that, that was as much a part of who i was as hanging out with my friends and listening to hip-hop so you know i don't know how to really explain that but <laughs> <laughs> that's how it was
0: so tell me what's up next for the black keys do you guys have plans to do another record pretty soon
1: yeah we're going to be going in and recording an album uh this year okay and it'll come out uh early next year
0: any kind of plans that you can talk about? Any differences that you see in this next one?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're going to be doing some new things. I can't really talk about them, but we're going to try to keep them secret for a little bit. But, <laughs> you know, I think uh, it's
0: it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. Are you going to work with a, an outside producer?
1: We might. We might.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <sighs> um, Sorry. That's okay. And lastly, I have to ask. Now, you guys recently had the uh, honor in uh, working with ZZ Top. Is that right?
1: Well, no, not exactly. We we got asked
0: to, and we
1: set up a date, and then they had to change the date. And we've all been so busy that we haven't gotten together. But oh, but uh, you know, it's still on the back burner. Hopefully, it comes together sometime soon. I mean, I'm on tour right now, and and then
0: you know. <laughs> it's, we're just so busy; it's crazy. But you guys have spoken with uh, with the band and and with Rick Rubin, who's producing uh, about doing some stuff together.
1: Yeah, yeah. Rick Rubin just sent an email last week and just to let us know, you know, still still really want to get together, and we we do too. So it's really all just about time. Do you I mean, have, the time to do it.
0: Do you have a couple songs written that you think would work for ZZ Top? I mean, I've got some songs; they might work for them, but. Uh,
1: think that uh, the idea is really to get billy into the studio with me and Pat, right and just play some music live you know and see what happens
0: very cool well i certainly hope it happens yeah me too thank you very much dan it's been great talking to you you too this is joe basso with music radar the place for music makers and i've been speaking with dan auerbach of the black keys who has a new solo album out called keep it hid and dan thank you very much
1: thank you